Joey Denham Insurance. Can I speak to Joe, please? Yes, may I ask who's calling? Yeah, it's Joey Jingola. Okay, one moment. Thank you. Hey, Joey. Oh, how are you doing, sir? Good, how are you? This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, you know, I am the Dave Ramsey ELP here in the Fort Wayne area. I'm already pulling in a certain type of clientele, which which is nice. You know, I, I like having those. I mean, these are people who want to make good financial decisions and want to do the right thing with their money. That's kind of who has been drawn to the agency for the past couple of years since we've started doing that. I'm going to go out on a limb that I'm not sure I'm going to make it back in from, but... I don't quite get the whole Dave Ramsey ELP thing. More on that in a second, but that was my buddy Joel Dunham over at Stoller Dunham Insurance in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And he was talking about how he is the local Dave Ramsey, local endorsed provider for Dave Ramsey. And talked to a lot of agents who are and some who are not. Um, and it is, it is interesting to me how so many of them, and I'm not saying that Joel fits this fanatical bill or not, he just mentioned it, so I'm just going to, again, allow myself the opportunity to go on a little uh, little storytelling here. I don't know if I have a, I don't have a story. It's more maybe <clears throat> a rant. That's, that seems harsh. It's not a rant. It's just something that I, I would, I'm, I'm needing help understanding. So if you can kind of help me. Um, what I'm getting at here is that <clears throat> I often see a lot of agents lean on this so heavily as far as like this is the it's it's like part of the identity who they build the agency around and sometimes i feel like it's just a little too much because it suffocates the actual personality of what the agency should be built around and not some other dude and and i feel like it's featured way too much like i get it like you pay for it and it's you want to get your money's worth and and because you are that thing, you think everybody knows who Dave Ramsey is. I really don't follow. I mean, I know who Dave Ramsey is, but I don't really follow much of his stuff. And I'm sure that not a lot of, not as many people as you think know about his message. So there's a lot of people that that means nothing to. And then the people, again, as this is, you know, as my understanding, you know, they send you leads, right? So everybody that is getting sent to you from Dave Ramsey already knows that you're Dave Ramsey ELP, right? So you're heavily promoting this thing to people. And I'm not, again, not saying Joel does this. I'm just saying I've seen this a lot. I've, I've seen people who have this like in their phone, like opening greeting, like recorded thing. Like we are the Dave Ramsey local provider. I guess what I'm getting at is that, that not a lot of people know who Dave Ramsey is in the grand scheme of things, especially in your little town, right? Of the people in your town, you know, maybe 10%, 20%, it's not 50 Maybe it is, I don't know, unless you're living in Dave Ramsey's hometown, they don't know who he is, right? And so the people that do know who he is are being already referred to you. So they know you know who Dave Ramsey is and they know, so that connection's already been made. So you're promoting this thing to maybe a 5% of the demographic that might actually connect with it. And you're, you're putting so much emphasis on it for the, 95%, 90% of people who don't know and don't care. 
Um, it's just interesting because I feel like it overshadows what the agency could be. That's just something that's always kind of bothered me just as I see it pop up, you know, and it's not just one, it's not just two, it's a lot of agents around the country, you know, you know how they have it featured on their website, whatever. But I just wanted to kind of mention that. I mean, it doesn't, this is a little hodgepodge episode. Uh, we're going to get through a couple different topics because don't let it, don't let it just overwhelm you, I guess is the thing. And, and whether it's Dave Ramsey or whether it's something else, right? Don't let that thing that you think you need to, you know, kind of, you know, attach yourself to, you know, hook your ship, hook your trailer to, that's probably a better analogy. Uh, don't do that, right? Because you're going to be selling yourself short, I think. As far as the commercial side, I'm still kind of trying to figure out where I want to go because I've mostly been in the personal side, or at least for the past couple of years. I, I guess I'm I'm looking for the, the big thing that's going to be our next step as far as the commercial, but that's that's kind of where we are right now, and that's why, you know, as far as the content for the time being, it's probably going to be geared toward the ELP crowd. You know well, I mean? Joe, actually, I'm not sure if I do uh, because... You know, continuing from the first little segment there, I don't know that, you know, necessarily you need to. And I did ask Joel in the in our conversation kind of to to describe a little bit more about exactly what it is about an ELP. And you'll hear that in a second. But, um, you know, he's talking about commercial and about focusing content on the ELP. He's he, uh, first of all, I guess I would say if you're, you know, as Joel's, you know, considering getting into content more. He's saying, I'm not sure what we're going to do on commercial. I'd like to keep the content on the personal side focused around these Dave Ramsey ELP type of clients, prospects. That's fine. Not a problem. And I would say, yeah, probably stay away from the commercial, right? If you haven't started content and you are traditionally a personal lines agency, there's no need to go muck things up with commercial content that you're not already selling, rocking and rolling on because it's hard enough to do content on something that you know, let alone something that you're learning and trying to, you know, perfect and, you know, hammer out a niche in and all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, don't take on more than is necessary. We don't need to force ourselves into having a commercial niche because somebody told us we need to just focus on the thing that you're best at. And then if you feel ready to expand into something else, then go do that thing. My personal opinion. I don't know if that's going to work, but the, the more interesting thing in the question that I, I had for Joel was, is, you know, what are these ELP type of clients? What are they looking for? What are you selling them? What is their biggest concern? Um, they have a lot of questions about umbrellas and higher liability limits. They like to talk about higher deductibles and basically just making the smart decisions to make sure that the major stuff is covered, but at the same time, make sure the costs aren't out of control. You know, you can talk about that balance and you can, you know, what I typically do is give them two different comparisons to look at. One that's given them, you know, what they currently have and then the next one with things that uh, we recommend, things that Dave recommends. Because in his courses, I mean, he goes into depth about, you know, okay, when you're looking at your homeowner's insurance, this is what you ought to have, this is what you ought to do. As ELPs, you know, we want to stay consistent with his message of what he's talking about. So now we're getting to the good stuff, right? Joel is saying, hey, you know, usually they're asking about umbrellas. They want to know the importance or the value of high deductibles. These are all things that you can kind of leverage and trigger, you know, their interest on. If you're looking to track or attract this type of client a little bit more, you know, you would write, why do you need an umbrella policy? 
um, on your, I don't know, uh, I guess, why do you, the importance of having an umbrella policy in Illinois or Indiana, Joel's in Indiana. What's the importance of having an umbrella policy for your Indiana home and auto coverage? Something like that, right? Again, focusing on the questions that they normally are asking. If you want to attract more of those people, but now, mind you, Joel's already getting these people sent to him by having the Dave Ramsey ELP kind of status. But if he wants more of those people, then, all right, they, they want umbrellas. So address content focusing around umbrellas. Or, you know, what's, you know, why is having a high deductible a good idea on my Illinois insurance or something like that? Or Indiana. Sorry, Joel. Indiana. Jeez. Geography is not my friend today. Um, the the point around that is if you're going to create content for those people, you got to think about the things that they're asking and how it applies to, uh, you know, the things that you're trying to sell them. Now, if you want to lead with the umbrella, I mean, I don't know tons of people that are searching for it, but if Dave Ramsey, if you've identified Dave Ramsey as people that are searching for it, give it a shot. Or, hey, what's the best umbrella policy in the state of Illinois? Or what's the best way to add an umbrella policy to your auto and home policy in Indiana? If I say in Illinois one more time, you guys, please just turn the podcast off because this is not compelling. Um, you get what I'm saying? A bunch of different angles to attack it, right? And I'm not quite sure what's going to work there. Uh, I mean, the best umbrella policy is probably uh, closer to a sure bet than I can say. Um, you can compare different insurance companies umbrella policies you could say travelers versus safeco's umbrella policy which is better in indiana see we're, we're improving the show dramatically just by getting the right state and that's kind of the stuff if you want to always focus on that thing it's always think about well what are they asking for how can you get to them and i mean this isn't you know necessarily a dave ramsey strategy um another thing that this is more of maybe a financial planning thing and I've, I've talked to a couple people about this. Um, you know, if people are, you know, money conscious, and this is playing in a slightly different game, um, but creating some type of content around um, price sensitivity, right? Uh, just, again, uh, demonstrating your ability to provide good ideas and actually add value and save them money, right? So... For example, something that I've always kicked around doing, and I don't know if you know this, but like at least this, they do this in Ohio. I'm pretty sure they do it across the country, but like Toys R Us will like price match anything. Same thing, Target will do it sometimes. Walmart does it, I think. So, you know, if you want to talk about price matching uh, and, and say, hey, how do you save money? Like we, me and my son, like my son wanted this like $40, $50 Captain America. There's like Captain America, Spider-Man, Iron Man, like these like big 12 inch like action figures, which were awesome. I was like happy to buy them. They were cool, uh, but uh, like they were selling them at uh, Toys R Us for fifty bucks, and Amazon had them for twenty or nineteen or something like that. And you know, my son freaking out—he had some cash to burn, and he's going to be a terrible investor. He wanted it like like right now. He didn't want to wait the two days for Amazon Prime, so we just took a trip to Toys R Us and we just price matched it, and we got the thing right now for the price on Amazon. So I mean, that you could leverage that, right? Like. Again, still tying it to your state, Indiana. It's an interesting idea. I don't, that's very, that's very rough stuff, right? I don't know that that's not a proven tactic. That's just an idea. So viewer discretion advised. Or again, you know, creating content around, you know, what's one of the, what's one of the most popular places for, you know, savings. It's a whole app dedicated to do, doing that. Groupon, 
you know, focus on, hey, the best Groupon deals in your area, right? And, and kind of drill that out and, and, and help filter that. That's more of like a, a, an ongoing show type thing, like a Groupon podcast for Indiana sort of thing, but, or, you know, YouTube thing. But I mean, that that's what, again, that seems to be the biggest appeal. Uh, figure out a way to leverage the name value. Again, Toys R Us, Groupon, you're leveraging these name values that these other places, these companies have that you can then show how you can, you know, help people save money, right? If this is all about that, it's a little outside of insurance, but not kind of really. It's it's dedicated to if if you're not a home guy, yes, it's a little outside. But if you're a, if you're a life and financial planning and investment guy, uh, you know, that's pretty on topic. That's pretty on brand of, hey, we're going to help you manage your money. And guess what? It's just simply pulling up the same toy that you're already looking at at the store. Hey, is it cheaper on Amazon? And will Toys R Us, you know, save you $20? It's a pretty easy thing to do. Um, but anyways, where this all boils down to, and I think the biggest thing to keep in mind is that don't let somebody else's, and and Joel was talking about having a consistent message. I mean, yeah, I think that's important. I mean, you want to, you want to present to an ELP lead, you know, what Dave might be suggesting, but to say that he is the end all be all authority on all things. That's why I just, I don't know, maybe it's my ego getting in the way that rarely happens, but something about it just doesn't sit right with me. It's just, man, you've got your own ideas. You've got your own things. Yeah. They are going to intermingle from time to time with what Dave says, but ultimately, you know, it's like basically what you're doing is you're buying a lead from NetQuote, right? Or any other lead provider. And I would never say in, in the life of me, hey, we're a NetQuote endorsed provider, right? Like I would never put that on my website. And and yes, they're not good. And I haven't bought an internet lead in quite some time. So I'm not quite sure where, what the state of the union is on those. But maybe this is a big thing on internet leads and, and the lead providers and, and your relationship and affiliation with them and how you kind of position that to other people. And if it matters, I don't know. Again, this is a little more free form and abstract because Joe had a lot of different thoughts here that were kind of being tossed at me, all surrounding content and how it matters to being a Dave Ramsey ELP. And uh, I mean, if, I mean, if you really want to double down on it, start talking about Dave Ramsey. You know what I mean? Uh, there's, you know, you know, the, I don't know if this is, you know, this is something you might want to check with your, uh, endorsed local provider, manager, or supervisor, but, you know, writing about, you know, Dave Ramsey's, you know, best umbrella policies in Indiana, got to write again. That's what you're going to want to try and figure out, right? Dave Ramsey's the name. That's the draw. So whatever the name value is, leverage it in a way that is not going to get you thrown in jail or your license taken away or anything like that. Please, 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 please check with whoever you need to check with before, you know, leveraging a name that you might not necessarily have the authority to do so. So probably one of the most confusing episodes in show history. So we got that going for us. Um, Not quite sure what the message is to take out of this. All I know is, is that don't let somebody else maybe tell you who or what your identity should be because you have good ideas and that might stunt your growth moving forward. Mm -hmm.